Hi, this is Aris Alvarado from Gilmore Girls. Uh, you're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box, where everything is awesome. <laughs> Mel wants the dogs to die, and you're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box with Juan, Gabe, Tim, and a very stoned Doyle. And AC. That proved nothing, man. <laughs> Fuck dogs. <laughs> and AC. <laughs> All right. I like how your little dog tranced in here. I don't know, right? Princess is just like, oh, I've been causing shit out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Probably. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. I'm Gabe. I'm Tim. I'm Doyle. I'm Juan. That's Ace. AC, he said. AC. <laughs> and today we are going to be talking about Akira. Uh, you may have picked up by now that this entire session, so these three episodes are all going to be about anime. Um, we haven't really watched much of it, and uh, I don't think we did good representing it. I was going to say, these three, <laughs> these three things didn't convince me at all. Down a little bit. Yeah, like, maybe in like six months we try it again with like things that we know are, are really good. Well, okay, so, so today we're going to be talking about Akira, and... Uh, Juan, I'm going to have you go through the details real quick. Okay, so Akira is a 1988 Japanese animated post-apocalyptic cyberpunk action film directed by Katsuhiro Otomo. Uh, That's my favorite part when he starts doing the names. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Produced by Ryohei Suzuki. A Suzuki I got, 100%. I "I sell cars. I was like, you fucking better. (laughs) Holy fuck, it had a... Oh, I guess I don't know what... That's a... That's a, a, a yen, okay. Oh, I was like, it like, had a $700 million budget, but they're yen. Five and a half So it's like dollars. an $80 budget? <laughs> yeah. uh, set in a dystopian 2019, Akira tells the story of Shitaro Kaneda, a leader of the biker gang whose childhood... Kaneda. Whose childhood... Kaneda! Tetsuo! Tetsuo acquires incredible telekinetic abilities after a motorcycle accident. Okay, then some shit happens in these weird fucking creepos. Uh, that is a pretty long description. Yeah, you it, no, it is. Okay, so I'm going to venture to guess that if you're listening to this He's show... He's going to venture a guess. A, you're, there's a really, really <laughs> good chance you've already seen this movie, right? Please do that again. Like, so all of... <laughs> fuck you. All of us have seen this movie except for one, correct? Get him a, uh, up to this point, yes. Yeah. I, I've seen it now. No, I know. AC, I assume you've seen Akira? Oh, yeah. Okay. So when this movie came out, he said, "Oh yeah, it's anime." Yeah. When <laughs> he just said no, I'd have just told you to hang up. <laughs> I'd be a little disappointed in Ace, honestly. So for when the first time, when this movie came out, there were maybe <laughs> three anime that you could, maybe four that you could rent at a video store. It would have been Akira, Fist of the North Star, Ninja Scroll. And Vampire Hunter D. I would say like early early nineties, like ninety one, ninety two. I mean, I'm sure it did, but there were there were very few anime out there. But this movie was kind of like the vanguard of anime that really, I guess, like enlightened people 
to its existence. Like not even it wasn't even like a oh I know something everybody else doesn't know. It was literally a nobody's ever seen anything like this before until this movie. Yeah. And it was I being a pretty big deal. It was a really big deal. It was incredible. It was the first time I'd ever seen anything like it and as confusing as it was, I just assumed it's cuz I didn't read subtitles fast enough. Right? <laughs> like <laughs> or you were just too distracted by how gorgeous, gorgeous everything yeah. looks. And it looked like nothing I'd ever seen before. I don't like, remember the hype. I was only a year old. Yeah, Bro. I know. <laughs> Bro, like I had seen Vampire Hunter D. I had seen Fist of the North Star. But I had never seen uh, like weird horror like kindergarten stuffed animals coming to life and then falling apart all brutally. Like – that, that fu- and then the the whole amorphous fleshy robot blob. Yeah, when like, he explodes. Yeah, <laughs> I, never so, seen anything fucking like that at all. So my gripes with what we watched are, are not to do with how they looked on any of the three subjects we spoke about. Honestly, I just with this movie specifically it, again, I felt like I was watching a movie that they they talk immensely about this guy's background and these things that they don't really explain in the movie and it's so con- I, that make that's a weird concept to me like i if you're going to delve so heavily into something i just feel like you should talk about it i, I need to know or show me it or something and i i just feel like i missed that and you and you i think you said it was cuz there's did. books yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cuz so that's that's the thing that was really weird about this movie is that everybody that saw it when it came out also didn't know that there were books and there that book that comic book is Easily fifteen hundred pages of comic book. Yeah, it's enormous. like it is an enormous piece of like literature, and it's there's no way they could ever do justice to it. It's like if you said, "I'm going to make one movie that is all the Harry Potter." <laughs> like that's what it's like. That's how much they're trying to do in one shot. Is like literally a whole series of books. And until until I read them, I don't think I ever understood what was going on in that movie. Well, because the story it takes place over like a long period of time, yeah, doesn't it? A very long period. Like, because I've only ever read the wiki. Like I mentioned before we start recording, I haven't read the books, but I've like read a lot about it. Yeah, just because I've been hyped for Spielberg to maybe do a live action. It and it maybe. took me forever to read the books <laughs> because I found like. One at the library, then had to like interlibrary right? loan the yeah. other seven. <laughs> like, like they're not easy to put together. In like America's. every time I've gone yeah. to like a Barnes and Noble, they'll have like issue Wh- issue two and five and or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even those are like three inches wide. Yeah, they're just like Bible size. Because it was like we're recording over here now too, just so everybody knows. It was like it was like a weekly comic. So like in. Uh, in Japan, they have like these two magazines. One's called Shonen Jump, and the other one's called Shoujo Beat. I want to say, but basically, one is for <laughs> one is comics for girls, and one is comics for boys. Okay, and like and Shonen Jump, this was like something that would come out like weekly, or it would maybe not in that particular magazine, but it was a weekly comic. Right. So there's tons and tons and tons of it. And that's, I mean, that's really the only drawback to this movie is the problem is they can't tell the whole story because it's just fucking massive. 
And they're like, let's do this in two hours ten. <laughs> we'll make it up the difficulty level by drawing the whole damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's I, pretty crazy. I think it looked good. I had no qualm. I didn't have any problems with how it looked. It, it's just it, – it, for me – Generally, like eighty to ninety percent of how I look at it is is the story. It, uh, the rest I can kind of forgive. Whether it's a that one roto whatever fucking film we watched that I wasn't a big fan of the how it looked, but that wasn't a killer for me. Oh, the rotoscoping. Yeah, I love this movie. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> I do too. Like that's what's weird is like I understand completely all the problems that people have with it, and I just. It's one of those weird things where I just don't care that the story makes no kind of fucking sense. I think because for our generation, it's more because it's it's a pop culture classic. Yeah, it's, it was it's, nostalgia it's for a sure. Part of our childhood or early adulthood. I guess. Like I forced my dad to rent this. He's like, I don't want. I don't, no, that looks crazy. I don't want to watch that. I was like, Come on, come on, come on, come on, come Same. on, come my, on. I forced my dad to watch it, and then we watched it together. And he's like, What the fuck was that? <laughs> like, I was like, That was so cool. <laughs> Much like Doyle and his Lord of the Rings story, you were not allowed to choose movies anymore. No, that was after Pulp Fiction. <laughs> you, know, you know what's weird? Of all Say the things what, that my dad has hated time. that I've shown him. He actually really enjoyed Akira. He was like, huh, looks like a weird space odyssey. Yeah. It's because he probably had seen, like, wizards or, like, heavy metal. Did he pee? Yep. My dog. I'm sorry. I he- peed, guys. <laughs> Gizmo's dying. Did you stop getting so excited? Yeah. I, trust me, I wasn't that excited about this movie. <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel if I just watched it today. Well, with today no, it would no definitely hype. make no sense. <laughs> uh, that, uh, that's what I'm telling. That that's I'm, the problem. Is I'm that fairly convinced that like Akira and then the later guy become like their own gods of their own pocket universes. Yeah. Beyond that, I'm not sure what's going on in the films. I mean, and again, that's probably 30 views of this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like the first it's, – it's like Ninja Scroll. Like the first half of Ninja Scroll is incredible yeah. and then the story completely falls apart in the second half. Ooh. And it doesn't make any kind of sense. You know what sense. else does that that's not an anime is Full Metal Jacket. That's like one of the best Ooh. half of movies and then it's anime? just like what the – Full Metal Jacket. No, that's – you're thinking the, of Full Metal the Alchemist. The army movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're right. That movie no, is – yeah, once they leave, it's like, oh, that movie is so hard to watch now. Movies. No, no, it is two movies. <laughs> and it was first, meant to be yeah. that way. And the first part, you're like, ah, hilarious. <laughs> Funny. Oh, God, war. <laughs> They're hanging out with a dead body. It's his birthday. Fuck. <laughs> not Sanders. Oh, not, no, not Sanders. I was like, what? <laughs> though, he died? <laughs> though there is a good chance that weekends are burning him, too. <laughs> AC, what did you think about Akira? So, I was uh, probably in about 7th or 8th grade when I first saw it. A friend of mine had gotten the videotape because um, his dad, I guess, I don't know what his job was, but he went to Japan for his job and uh, he brought this back because it was something that uh, people were talking about that his kid might like. Yeah, I kind of wonder about that. Um, <laughs> so my buddy Austin was all excited to watch this, and he was like, yeah, let's, let's check this out. And um, I watched it, and I'd never seen something with like such high production values in animation. 
I mean, it was it was even beyond like how Disney looked because of the amount of detail, the uh, amount of lines per frame. Like, it's it's something you will never see again, probably. Um, but it also it, it was such a kind of like intense experience compared to like I love GI Joe, I love Transformers, I love Disney stuff. I loved animation. I would watch any animation except Speed Racer because it was so boring. And I hated it for that because I wanted... Don't worry. We got one more episode coming. (laughs) Um, So the thing is, it was unlike anything else I had ever seen animation-wise. It completely stood out. And so because of that, it's kind of like when I saw Reservoir Dogs for the first time, the amount of violence in it and the level in it, even though there's not that much, it was so built up and so visceral when it happened that it sticks with you, especially if that's like one of your first violent movies that you ever see. And that's kind of what Akira was for me, that sort of um, opening a new part of my brain to going, holy crap, this is a possibility of what can happen in animations. People people are making this. People are spending all this money to do that. And I can't, you know, it doesn't seem like it would make money here because of people freaking out over Dungeons and Dragons or video games or you know, lyrics in an '80s rock song being responsible. For oh, he, here at that at that time, you mean? Yeah, yeah, at that time. Okay. At that Don't time, worry, there's still people like, like that, though. <laughs> no, I'm sure there are, but I, I was confused because I, I I think something like this now would make money. As Probably long as the story was there, you know, which it's not. It's not. <laughs> but, but maybe you have to do a little bit now. better job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying the okay. It was hand drawn, like. They were not using computer graphics to cheat on that or to save space or to save frames. Like, I mean, well, they used all the tricks that they use mm-hmm. in anime. That you draw a really exotic, beautiful background, and then you just kind of pan it while your character sits there t- talking, and it creates the illusion of movement. But um, the movement they created, I mean, when uh, was it Tetsuo started turning into that weird blob thing, yeah. tentacles were coming out of him, and he was expanding and turning into this weird amorphous protoplasmic creature. Um all of that was hand drawn. Someone had to figure out what that would look like and shade it with their normal anime shading lines on there. And that was just something you would not see in Transformers, where everything's the same color. If you have red for Optimus Prime, it's the same red for Starscream, and it doesn't matter if he's in a shadow or not, then that's black. Like <laughs> they they did not have all of these really fancy techniques in American cartoons because they were meant to sell toys they were not seen as an art form themselves they were seen as let's just get this on the screen so someone goes and buys this in japan these were people that were trying to bring something that had lovingly been created and faithfully translated i mean yeah take something that's the entire harry potter series and condense it you know condensed and reconstituted version of it but they still wanted to make it look awesome and have people be as excited about it when they see it as when they read it and so it was just completely different. I mean, when you compare that to Super Friends, that was not uh, people who love those characters so much that they're going to sit there and draw 20 frames per second of Superman cocking one eyebrow or going, oh, typical stuff you might see in anime. It was maybe a frame per second on Super Friends. These things were not lovingly rendered. And, and this was, to me, still at the far end of uh, visually interesting artwork that was moving. Even our cartoons were at a level that I didn't expect we'd get much further than until Akira, and it blew my mind what was possible. 
What's what's interesting, like that that was kind of you much more clearly articulated kind of how I was feeling like when I watched it. And I it, it is that moment where you realize that this is something that you have never seen before. And that doesn't that just even when I was a kid, that didn't happen very often. Because like you said, Transformers, G.I. Joe, like He-Man, they all had different characters, but they were all done in a very similar fashion. You know, and this was not only was it just completely visually different, it was intended as like a film, not like a cartoon. Like it was meant to be like a movie for a mature audience. Yes. I was going to say, like, yeah, oh, that's, that's sucks that they wanted to see it. while you were saying that, I can remember, like, four or five, maybe, like, six times I've had that happen in movies. Kids, like, I don't think get to experience that ever. Everything's just cool. Like, right away, the look of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because you're explaining, I had that feeling when I watched this movie. I had that feeling when the first Jurassic Park came out. Oh, yeah. When the yeah. first Matrix came out. The first time you saw the Batmobile. Yeah. Like, that was incredible. I remember yeah. Terminator Two Terminator One didn't do it, but Terminator Two I was like, "What the fuck, liquid yeah. metal?" <laughs> and, then, and that was like that was like a real thing. Like yeah. you saw that, and that was completely new, cutting edge technology. You know, you know, it was like they blew what my brain off. Like as far as like what could be seen. Like I wonder if like the kids today like get that ever. I think Ashton gets it in video games. Like when he sees Hopefully. a when he sees a video game that is incredible, he talks extensively about how pretty it is, and he will go on and on and on about that in the same way that I probably annoyed the fuck out of my dad talking about the liquid metal in Terminator Two. It's yeah. called morphing technology, Dad. Like it's my, fucking awesome. My big two were Jurassic Park and The Matrix. I remember those both of those movies. I was like, that's real shit. Those dinosaurs are real. <laughs> they look fucking real. We live in a computer. <laughs> What are some of the – did you have movies like that? Because I know Jurassic Park was a big like, one. So for me, it was uh, Wayne's World, weirdly enough. There's one shot. What? All right, Doyle. <laughs> Wayne's World. I, I, so, so Wayne's World did it. Akira did it. Um, In what way did Wayne's World? It's like you just realized you could be a bum and listen to music. And no. It was the Look at him. It was the first movie I had ever seen where there was like camera fourth wall breaking. Oh, and I was kind of yeah. like, "Oh, there, he's talking to me." I'm, I'm, you know, seven years old watching. That is this. a big deal. So I was kind of like, "Huh?" I suppose that's true. And I, I fucking love that movie. As a I consequence, su- I suppose pretty much true. all the same films <laughs> that Doyle oil. listed. <laughs> so I'll give it to you. Same fucking generation. I agree with the the yeah. the ones you listed, but so for me now, knowing. Or, or kind of feeling that that's the world we live in. I, I pulled this up. I doiled this because uh, it, it, this, this YouTube channel just has a video that starts up right as you fucking do it. But I've been watching a shit ton of Corridor Crew. Um, I definitely recommend their their channel. They do a lot of uh, – they're a VFX company. And they do a shit ton of reaction videos to VFX stuff. And they explain how – 
they ha- they make miniatures and how they make the camera move throughout it in the digital world. And so they do a lot of like behind the scene kind of things that make mm. me think more like it's the first time I'm seeing the shit. And that that's really, really cool to me. They do a lot of stunt stuff too. They have a lot of stunt people on and they react to some stunts that people do and, and shit. It's cool. But when you said that, uh, it kind of is my version of seeing some things for the first time, watching these guys react and tell you how some of these things are done. Really I used cool. to, I used to spend extensive amounts of money on buying the biggest like making of version of whatever movie was coming out because they used to do it like here's the movie here's a better director's cut here's the director's cut plus 18 hours of making of <laughs> well it's always the buy lord, that the lord of the rings Same. blu-rays yeah. i have all the lord of the ring yes. blu-rays so i can watch the 300 hours of <laughs> i remember even it. the first <laughs> the first hellboy movie used to have i think it's like 10 dollars now but it was like 80 dollars with like 200 hours of extra shit yeah. and i was like yeah Fuck yeah. <laughs> Get it. Value. <laughs> but My I, weekend. But yeah, because I, I, I did want to know how shit was done. But like, <clears throat> but I just realized like today I watched uh, Monster Hunter, which is not a good movie at all. <laughs> that wasn't today. It was a few days ago. I would not have presumed that Monster Hunter would be a good movie. But there's a couple things in that movie that it's like, you know, that I've never seen a dragon quite like that. That's some cool effects. But again, I don't have that moment of like, whoa. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I've seen woe things. <laughs> I've, I've been woed beyond this. <laughs> These dudes who run this this YouTube channel, they woe over a water graphic. And it, it's so cool because you get to, I get to kind of experience what they're looking at through the these people who create this shit. It's, I, I definitely recommend uh, checking out the Corridor Crew YouTube I will. channel. I mean, nice. it sure. totally sounds like a, ch- a children's TV show, but I will check it out. <laughs> They're like, wow, check out this cool water effect. And you're like, I've never looked at water that way in a movie like, before. What's that kid show with the puppies <laughs> and they have a crew? The kids. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Yeah. Patrol. Hey, they don't yeah. have a crew. They have a patrol. That's what I was thinking. All the time you're the corridor crew, I'm like, Paw Patrol. So Akira's pretty cool. <laughs> so so I, I don't know if we're at this point. We've been talking about it for 21 minutes. But no, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. about a well, bunch of You know of what I mean. Shit. You know what I, mean? I, I don't know if we're at the end. I'm we talked about it. I know. I'm going to give it. So before I tell you what I'm going to give it, 90% critic score, 90% audience score is really high. Fucking A. I'm going to give it, it a 50% sense. Just for the art, because I have no connection to it. The storyline didn't make sense to me, but it like looks anime. good. That's not true. I I need to. I, I like stuff that makes sense to me. Why do you hate, you hate why things do you hate, that people love? Why do you hate anime so much? I. That's not true. I, if you show me good anime and I'll watch it, I will. I'm gonna. We showed you a good anime. No, you didn't. Yeah, we did. No, no. If you took your feelings out of it and you showed it to ten people who were like, "This is oh, something new to your Story life." Makes some random white kid in a Ruto headband is gonna beat. Your ass on your way. Akira is not the that, first are anime. Are you that one guy? <laughs> Akira is not the first anime anyone should watch. Should watch. Right. Yeah. Like, no. It looks beautiful. Fifty percent because it looks really good. But the rest of it is hard. First anime I actually watched. I think Vampire Hunter D was my first. I think Fist of the North Star was my first one. No, I'm lying. Robotech was I, my first. The, the show that was on. That was on TV. I remember that. Yeah. I do. I do want to uh, get. Return to the Cities of Gold, or like Search for the Seven Cities of Gold. It's French oh, produced, but that was anime that too. He said he remembers that one. That that show is fucking incredible. I loved that show. I don't know that. Oh, I would rush. I year. would rush home from school because it was on Nickelodeon. Like right when I got home from Ooh. school, 
It was like it, it was incredible. It's the first time I had ever watched a cartoon that had like a linear storyline, like episode to episode. And you're like, I gotta know what happens next. Exactly. That was me with Robotech. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to know. Shout out to Mike, who's dead, who also loves Robotech. <laughs> it took me a second to, to put together who you were talking about. Mike Kirk. I know, no, I know. Now I know. Now I know. He what, also loved Robotech. What is, loved midgets more. Is, what is technically considered anime? Is it just Japanese or, or Asian-style cartoons? Technically, yes. yes. Japanese? Because, Technically, like, well, because yes. I think this is Japanese. I know, right? you just said yeah. it's so animated with your because, hands and shit. Because, like, Avatar <laughs> The Last Airbender. going, bro. Because, like, Avatar The Last Airbender is the only thing that's come out of the States that gets a hood pass in Japan. Um, so it's Asian stuff. So it's se- not just a cartoon of so some So Seven sort. Cities of Gold is a French-produced movie or a French-produced TV show, but all of the artists on it are Japanese or Korean. Uh, so it was originally, like, released in France, but it was done by, like, anime and manga artists. Okay. So, which is, there's a quite a bit of stuff like that that's really weird. The, the only reason I ask is because, so the definition is, is generally just animated works. And so I didn't know if that, like, is all cartoons just kind of fit under that umbrella or if, like, it has to be a certain way. Because it, it, the definition is in Japan and in Japanese, in, in Japanese, anime, a term derived from an English word animation, describes all animated works regardless or style of origin. But that's just in Japan. So here we typically use anime just to describe Japanese right. animation because it's so distinct and different from anything else that anybody else is making. Yeah. So and the art style is very specific. It, yeah. So do they have... And a chick oh, might get raped to death by 37 tentacles. I'm, I'm guessing they have normal cartoons There might be giant robots. Yeah. yeah like they have, right. they have weekly cartoons, but they're, they're anime. There might be giant... They're done in anime style. Like one of my favorite... Uh, one of my favorite, like, effectively kids' cartoons is on for, like, four seasons. It's called Roroni Kenshin. Hmm. It's it's awesome. Like, Naruto, good. Naruto is a kids' cartoon, like, it, that was on TV forever. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Bro, you know what, like, my, little, those... you know what my little kid anime was? Huh. Fucking Samurai Pizza Cats. <laughs> that was my little kid anime. That's the thing that was on when I was, like, five and six years old. <laughs> so there was... I don't think, like, they have a different style of animation unless... I'm sure they had, in the 80s, like, G.I. Joe and Transformers and stuff on TV, too. But they would have just called that anime there. But we call them cartoons here kind of thing. So think for a second how different the Transformers movie was from the regular cartoon. Because Michael Bay sucks. no, the no, an- not those. The original no, movie. Never talk about Bay to me, please. He's <laughs> <laughs> not good at anything. It's, it's kind of no, it's it's up there with like a derogatory term when Ace hears it. In the Transformers movie and in the GI Joe movie, where they even changed the intro, I think it was the one where like Galobulus and the Underground Cobra show up. But all of those were not done by American studios. Those were actually animated, and I'm, I bet if we look it up, we'll find out that a lot of those animators were also Japanese. Because uh, the quality, the frames per second, the number of lines, the detail, 
Unicron eating that first planet at the beginning and all the little robots flying towards him, that is something you would see in Japanese animation. That is not something you would see in American animation. It was very distinct. Also, the voices were amazing. They never get, I mean, you're not going to get Burgess Meredith and Leonard Nimoy back for the cartoon, but nope. um, <laughs> it, was, it was much more Certainly not Orson like Welles. the uh, Japanese animation for that than anything else in the show before or after until they actually took it back with Headmasters. But um, it is that style is uh, you go to school to do Japanese animation there, just like how you'd go to school to do Disney animation here. It is very precise. It is very distinct. It's like architecture in how the uh, the eye size and the distance from the mouth to the nose, how that works for anime. All of that stuff is very prescribed, and it is a uh, it's an adult job treated like an adult job, not like here where people were like, oh, I'm gonna do, uh, I'm gonna write the backs of the story on, on the back of the Transformers box, the story of this character. And that's my, you know, paid-per-word thing that I'm doing today before I move on to my real job of trying to get my great American novel published. Right. Um, the respect is different. And when we actually had a little taste of that on the American animation, it was night and day. You compare any scene of someone transforming in the Transformers movie to the TV show, and it really does look like a child was responsible for the, the weekly shows. Hmm. It's true. Interesting. Ace dropping some serious bombs tonight. I know. <laughs> Do you like yeah, Transformers? I too, so when you hear me quiet, that's that's the same respect. So, um, <laughs> hear me quiet. Put some respect on my name, AC. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> I think we go around the table. You gave it a fifty. I gave it a fifty percent, but that doesn't that doesn't mean I think it's bad. I yeah, don't. I, I just get wish what you're that, the, that I could really make sense of what the story was. You can't. That's, that's it's the awful. Hard part. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. It's, it looks good. Though. This film comes from a time when people who produce things didn't care if you enjoyed them or not. <laughs> you get some really weird effects because of that, but sometimes you get some real genius things because of that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of early anime was a lot of like theater of the mind and it, a you lot would, you would just watch the feature and then you would just fill in the gaps in your head afterward and be like yeah that was good and a lot of it was, <laughs> a lot of it was fan service it that was too. meant to show off something on in a movie something that you were already familiar mm. with and so you didn't have to necessarily know everything that was going on because they they assumed and probably rightly that most of the audience in Japan knew exactly what right. the fuck was happening right. and after yeah. reading Unless after you, you read, watch Dragon Ball and then they must tell you everything <laughs> in fact they're going to tell you one thing specifically for like six episodes in some cases three minutes for it three minutes to run oh yeah but yeah, it's not full or anything. I give so I give this uh, electrics. Yeah. I give this. Uh, your wife is raising her I hand. I oh. give this movie a ninety percent. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love it. It's a great movie. <laughs> Something happening behind oh. me? No, she was oh, raising okay. her hand to speak. That's fine. She's Fuck in me, I guess. Tim and Doyle. Love this movie. Two thumbs up. Way up. Way up there, Morty. <laughs> Way up there, Morty. Morty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to interject that a lot of anime was brought to America, like a lot of like during the '90s and stuff. A lot of people watched it while they were fucking tripping on acid, so it didn't fucking matter what the <laughs> plot line was. They just wanted to see fast-running shit that was really colorful. So 
No, I wanted to know what was going on. <laughs> That's why I sought the books out. <laughs> it made uh, it made just under twenty million off of a five and a half million dollar budget. So it it was Successful. it was popular for what it did. Yeah. How about you, Doyle? What do you think? I can, it's hard to split those. Like she says, she loves differences because I did watch it again. I obviously love the movie from when I was a kid. I watched it. I watched it with like so many different people. I watched it by myself. But there is definitely the whole like. I don't think you could just show it to somebody today and they would love it. No, no. no. Especially with how much. Like, <laughs> like, especially with how much like anime bleed there has been. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that are familiar yeah. with anime now. Like but, I would only show this. I, like I would only show this to somebody sight unseen. Like if I already knew, like, oh, Gabe likes anime, but weirdly he's never fucking heard of Akira. I'm gonna show it to him. Yeah. But see. And maybe I'm an anomaly. Maybe I don't make like sense. You, for, what I'm saying for is, for me, you know somebody's I in that kind of thing. I love horror. I love zombie movies. I love that genre. And for me, it's the same. We've talked about those things where I'm like, I, the, it looks cool as fuck. I love horror, but the storyline is fucking garbage. And I just don't, I can't get over that. And I don't know why. Even though a lot of the shit might look really cool to me. And there's there's stuff where we've talked about that I absolutely love the genre. And I just can't do it. I just, it, I don't know what it is. I, I would I say that Akira's storyline. It's all about time travel. <laughs> I know, right? Oh. I was like, yes, time travel. <laughs> why? This is so bad. <laughs> that is a PG thirteen woman. Look, I never thought novel. a show could be so bad until the sex changed everything. <laughs> Wasn't that the line you hated the most? Yeah, <laughs> that's just fucking awful. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why I like it. I do. Well, you know, whatever. Hey, I like all sorts of horrible yeah, shit. I, I so. can I can see why people like Akira. Yeah. I, Two I, personal I, thumbs I, up for me. I yeah, I don't think like it'd be. I don't know how you rate that when the movie's probably terrible to like ninety percent of viewers that have no idea what it is. But it's a very abstract <laughs> script. It is. This movie shoots for like defenses, like what it's trying to say. It's like a social narrative slash like crazy, uh, you know, what you're capable of style shit. And I don't know. Like I said, they're pocket dimensions and they become gods, and it's just like. I don't like Gabe said. I don't know how you tell that in the amount of time they tried to tell it in. There's no way you just do. draw a bunch of cool shit and like hope it all comes together at the <laughs> yeah. end. You just let the audience figure it out. For most people in 1988, <laughs> that was good enough. <laughs> it was for me when I saw. It. I was probably I was probably seven or eight, so I'd probably been out for four years or so. I think I was and in like it, middle it blew school my mind. I, saw it, like I was in high, grade. I was in high school. I saw this late in the game. Well, it came out in '88. Yeah, yeah, I was one year old. I was so, four. So you, I mean, my mom wasn't graduated. letting me watch hardcore anime yet. <laughs> I was the youngest of five. I don't know that they eight. knew what I was watching. <laughs> I remember I saw. I don't know what Hannah's watching right now. <laughs> I remember I sought out anime because I watched Demon City somewhere with somebody, and I was like eight or nine. I was like, "That's badass. <laughs> totally that other more badass things." <laughs> how do you how do you rate this AC? It was when I first saw it. It was 100 because it was amazing and completely outside my experience. It's now a 90 because I saw Vampire Hunter D as my second anime. <laughs> and that just changed everything. <laughs> I loved everything about that. Whereas Akira was um, detailed and in interesting and had 80 million things going on per scene. 
Vampire Hunter D was like understated and beautiful and classy and kind of the opposite in a lot of thematic ways. It was, um, I don't know, it just, that started my love for vampires in Castlevania and anything that's sort of like beautiful and exists beyond a normal lifespan and has centuries to sort of get bored with how we normally look at stuff and come up with something new. So, so basically something that you can relate to. Timeless gypsy wizard. <laughs> Maybe one day, but yeah. So I don't know. In, until Vampire Hunter D, that was the oh, most time. interesting thing I had ever seen. You don't know, but really, AC is a thousand years old, and he looks great. A thousand years old. A thousand years old. Moving dust, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, until next time, uh, be sure to check us out. What about the vitamin D (laughs) regimen? Check us out at TOTFB.com. Find all of our social media there. Of course, go to YouTube.com slash Thinking Outside the Long Box, where you can find all of these videos and... Join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash TOTLB, where uh, you get extra videos of all sorts of stuff that Gabe watches randomly, because last week I watched Tammy and the T-Rex, which stars Denise Richards and uh, Paul Walker. That's really fucking random. Yeah, it was was fucking weird. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's about a lady whose boyfriend dies, and then they put his brain in a T-Rex, and at one point they bang it out when he's a T-Rex. And they make a joke. That's why she's walking funny. And it's incredible. <laughs> anyway, uh, so be sure, to, be sure to join <laughs> us on Patreon, patreon.com slash TOTLB. Uh, you know, there is this guy that we knew one time, and he was way into midgets and like inside like of midgets. And he would j- dress up in one of those, like, inflatable T-Rex things. <laughs> and he'd be like, be like cavemen. And like, Rah! after him and they would like have to stab him with their quote unquote spears one of them would trip rip her pants open you know yeah, that no. sort of thing his name is michael kirk he's dead now <laughs> <Let's go laughs> give us a call back 970 <laughs> give us a call 970-573-6148 the michael kirk memorial that, hotline that may free his free midget <laughs> loving soul rest in peace until next time i've been gabe i'm tim I was Doyle. Uh, he has no idea who he is now. <laughs> and I'm Juan. Gray-haired gypsy wizard. Gray-haired gypsy wizard. Gypsy Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a barren space production! Ah!